You are Locked On Boston College, your daily podcast on the Boston College Eagles, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome, welcome. This is Locked On Boston College. I am your host, AJ Black. On today's show, we're going to dive into the defensive end. So we've been, if you have not already caught some of our old episodes, we looked at safeties on Wednesday and linebackers on Thursday. Well, today we're going to look at defensive ends. We're going to kind of slowly dive into each position, give you a review of how they did in 2020, and look ahead because there's some change, especially on defense, in 2021. Also, we're going to go into the news, so let's jump into that first. For those of you excited for the future of Boston College football, Owen McGowan, a linebacker slash fullback uh, from the Boston area, he was a three slash four star recruit out of high school, was named Gatorade High School Football Player of the Year out of Massachusetts. Uh, This is the first time, I believe, a Boston, uh, Massachusetts, and this is the first time in ages, I think that anyone from Boston College has won it. You know, Kaling Mullings, uh, Kalel Mullings, who went to Michigan, uh, Mike Sanistrell, who also went to Michigan, uh, Quiddy Pay, uh, I think he won it for Rhode Island, but he also went to Michigan, so you see where I'm going with this. So it's a big deal, Owen McGowan got it. Um, you know, other Gatorade Players of the Year, actually, I believe Sal Freilich won it as well. I'm not sure if he won it for football, I actually think he did. Um, you know, obviously he plays for Boston College Baseball now, and he'll be going to the MLB draft soon, so uh, congratulations to Owen McGowan. You know, we talk a lot about this clash, you look at guys like C.J. Burton and Drew Kendall and all these other players. Remember, Owen McGowan was that first recruit that landed for this class. He was a he's I think the only Steve Adazio recruit left in the class of 2021. Everyone else was Jeff Halfley, and uh, it's he doesn't get a lot of praise, so it was really cool to see him get that. Um, and you can read more about that on my site bcbulletin.com. Also in the news. Alec Lindstrom was named one of the top 10 returning interior linemen by Pro Football Focus. Now, if you listen to this podcast, uh, and maybe if you're new to this, I have my uh, my qualms with Pro Football Focus because they don't have Phil Dracovic or Zay Flowers anywhere near the top in either of their positional categories. And I find some of their rankings kind of odd. We'll just leave it at that. Uh, but it was cool to see Alec Lindstrom up there, but Zion Johnson didn't make it. So, um, But, you know, I think Alec Lindstrom is uh, going to be a, a big uh, target going forward in terms of the NFL draft. And we're going to have Mitch Wolf on again in the co- next couple of weeks, who's going to talk to me about why he's going to look through all of the, the offensive line. But specifically, he had mentioned to me that Alec Lindstrom is a name that really has started to pop for him. So we'll talk about that with him in the future. I also want to apologize. I have a cold and um, I sound a little congested because the uh, pollen is going crazy here in New England. And uh, it's starting to hit me. So if I sound a little nasally, more nasally than normal, I know I have a little bit of a nasally voice. Um, That's the reason why. You know, we're off in the offseason. There isn't a lot of news. There's some recruiting things. As I said, as always, head on over to BC Bulletin, become a premium member. You can get all the news and recruiting updates that we have. Um, but I wanted to share a story. So a couple days ago, I had talked about traditions, and I I've kind of left it as a teaser, and I don't want to hold it out there that much longer, especially on a day like this where I don't have a ton to talk about. Um, and I had mentioned to you about my Superfan shirt, and I had said that my Superfan shirt is long gone. And here, here, and I told you I'd tell you why because it's a funny story. So I got married at Boston College um, at um, at the church, 
And uh, afterwards, our reception. So I married. My wife is also a BC grad. Uh, after the re- at the reception, we got married at this place that was a northeastern uh, conference hall in Ashland. It was called the Warren Conference Center. It's not associated with uh, Northeastern anymore, but because it was Northeastern, they had a big giant husky in the front of the uh, reception hall. So you know, we had our fun out during the day. I brought my BC stuff because I had a whole bunch of my BC friends at the wedding, and so did my wife, and we were going to do a big BC picture, so we wanted to make sure we brought our superfan shirts to take a picture. Well, my brother, who was uh, best man, he saw the BC, um, the Northeastern Husky, and decided to uh, do something about it. (laughs) You know, it's Northeastern and BC, so we ended up, you know, having some beverages around the Husky. And we put the Superfan shirt on the Husky and ended up putting shaving cream all over its mouth. So it looked like a rabid dog, but wearing a BC shirt. Well, we, we have pictures of my brother riding the Husky. We didn't damage it, but we were just having fun with it. You know what I mean? You know, at the end, we wiped off the, the shaving cream, but I forgot to take my Superfan shirt back. And so my Superfan shirt was probably confiscated by their security later that night, but it will always live in that picture because I have a picture of my brother riding that Husky and um, I'll share it with you at some point. If you'd like me to tell me on, on Twitter at locked on BC, it was, it's one of my funniest stories in my way. Obviously there's a lot of great romantic parts of it, you know, and it was nice. You know, we had a great reception and it was a lot of fun. And, you know, we did do our, our, um, our little BC picture, but, but, you know, you always remember the weird stuff. And so my brother riding the Husky was definitely one of my, my top top moments of that wedding um, in terms of just, like, random stuff. So we're going to look at our offensive uh, – sorry, defensive ends in just a moment. But let's look at Bet Bet BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Baseball season is in full swing, and you can track all your action at BetOnline. Get all the latest news, odds, and info for all your sporting needs, including MLB, NBA, NHL, and all your UFC MMA action. For the next pitch, head over to Bet Online. You can even do futures. I know there was there was a futures for uh, NHL you could bet on, and I, I put a little on the Bruins. I thought that was it was a good bet. Um, I like what they're doing with Taylor Hall, so I, I thought that would be a fun one to put on. So don't sit on the sidelines anymore, as this is your chance to get into the game as teams prep for their runs to the playoffs. Head to the website or use your mobile device and use promo code Locked On when you sign up. You'll get a fifty percent welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet Online, your online sportsbook experts. This is AJ Black, Locked On Boston College. Thank you all for listening. If you have not listened to our previous episodes, go back. You know, if you this is your first episode of the week, you can get through the rest of our, our shows in about, you know, an hour. So if you're on a long commute, if maybe if you're going away for the weekend, you want to listen to BC Talk, we, we previewed a whole bunch of different pre, uh, positions, talked about transfers, recruits, all the good stuff. Whole, get, head back to our back catalog and just kind of listen to them. I hope you enjoy what we have to say. So let's look at the defensive line. So yesterday we talked about the linebackers as a position that was in dire need of uh, some new blood because, you know, Max Richardson and Isaiah McDuffie had both left. Now the defensive line, especially the defensive ends, which is what we're going to focus on today, hasn't really changed much at all. When you look at 2020, and that's what we're going to look at during this segment, you had you had some, you know, consistent guys coming back. You had Marcus Valdez on one side, and you either had Shatasala or Brandon Barlow on the other end. 
And, you know, when I talked about pro football focus, one of the guys that they love, and this is one I always find interesting, was Marcus Valdez. He was he was rated last year as, like, one of the highest-rated returning pass defenders on in the ACC last year. And I, I, I didn't see it. I, I you know, I, I know he's a guy with a motor. He's a guy that can make a lot of plays, but he's not a consistent pass rusher or one that I think of as, like, disruptive or someone who can make a lot of plays. So he's back. And, you know, pro football fo- fo- focus is loving him. On the other end, you have these two other guys. So Brandon Barlow going into – let's take our step back. 2020 heading into it, when you talk about Brandon Barlow, you're looking like, okay, he's a kid that was mostly a backup. He made a few plays here and there. Not really one I would defend uh, depend on. On top of that, you have Shita Salah, who I, you know, I admit going into last year, I was like, oh, this kid's going to take a big step. He's a big, big – I think he's like 6'5", defensive end. And I just thought, you know, he's a guy that's going to take that next step. New head coach Jeff Hathlian and Vince Okabase, the new defensive line coach, and Tim Lokobu, you're hoping that this infusion will help, you know, Valdez, Shatasala, and Brandon Barlow improve. But what ends up happening, you know, you go into the season and you're going, oh gosh, this, this, this group is not going to be as um, effective as you're hoping they would be. You get... A surprise, and that surprise was Max Roberts. So they get a, a a transfer from Maine and Fordham. You know, he played three years at Fordham, one year at Maine. And again, like I went into last season when when they announced, that, I was like, oh, you know, BC gets guys from um, FCS schools all the time, and most of the time you don't hear much about them. They're usually you know depth players, you know, scout team guys that you know just want to be on an FBS school for a year. So when Roberts tra- transferred in, I was like, oh, that's nothing. You know what he does? He comes in, he starts making plays right away, right? And so he starts, you know, he starts getting more snaps, and he ends up last year leading the team with sacks with four and a half. And looking at the defensive ends, there wasn't a lot of pressure put on by the defensive ends. You had Salah with two and a half sacks, you had Valdez with two, and then Barlow with one and a half. You obviously, you know, from a Boston College team that a couple years ago had Zach Allen, Harold Landry, you want to see much more pressure put up front. And with that group, you just didn't see it. Now, Jeff Halfley said after the season, you know, they didn't get a chance to really, um, A, learn the playbook fully. They were playing a vanilla defense. And strength and conditioning was an issue because they couldn't really. You know, they, these were guys that with COVID, they just couldn't get out there and do what they normally do. And so they maybe were they lost a step or they weren't at their peak performance. So that ended up kind of hurting the defensive ends last year. And you saw it on the field. You saw um, difficulty with putting pressure on quarterbacks. And what I noticed with the defensive ends was not that they couldn't put pressure. It's that they couldn't close on plays, right? How many times did we watch last year where they would get good pressure up front but they couldn't get their hand on the quarterback or they could just like grasp at jerseys. They just couldn't get through enough to make a play. They just couldn't finish off a quarterback and then that play that quarterback would scooch out and make a big play or get the first down. And that happened over and over again and it was a big issue with this team. Now Max Roberts, he made plays. You know, Valdez and Bar- Barlow. Barlow, I I I was impressed. Okay, so I should say Barlow took a huge step because I didn't expect much from him at all. And he took a step and became a serviceable defensive end to the point where this year, I think he should start over Salah. But 
all in all, they were not a truly a really effective group at defensive end. They didn't get those game-changing plays. They have one here or there, you know. As I said yesterday with linebackers, Max Roberts had that sack against Pitt. That was a big one. You know, they had a sack here and there, but, you know, especially against quarterbacks that could move, they needed to, to be more effective, and they just weren't there. So we're going to, in a second, move into 2021 and talk about where the defensive end position is right now and where it could be heading into next season. But let's let's get into Bill Barr. Have you tried a Bilt Bar yet? It's a protein bar that tastes like a candy bar. It's covered in chocolate, and there's nine amazing flavors and a whole bunch of specialty flavors. You can get co- coconut, coconut almond, cherry, raspberry, mint brownie, you name it, they have it. I love coconut almond. I've, I have, I still have bunches of their uh, specialty boxes. So I have chocolate, uh, coconut almond, brownie chunk, and strawberry cheesecake. Those are two really good ones. They're a little different. But I like to try out the different ones because they always come up with some really fun uh, flavors. Now, the best part of Built Bar, they're only 17 grams of protein, 130 calories, and usually about 4 grams of car- uh, sugar with a little bit of carbs. That's it. You're not going to beat that, okay? So head on over to BuiltBar.com and use promo code LOCK15 and you'll get 15% off your first order. Again, use promo code LOCK15 for 15% off at BuiltBar.com. Locked on Boston College, AJ Black here. If you have not checked out my my work on Locked On ACC, check that out. I mean, I could I, I could plug for twenty minutes, but also look at my work at BC Bulletin. Um, we we have been covering a lot of recruiting news and some BC football news. You're gonna want to check that out, and hopefully we'll have some breaking news coming out soon uh, with recruiting. As a Sione Hala, I think I got his name right, out of California, is going to be announcing next week, and all the arrows are pointing to Boston College. So if he does commit to Boston College. College, check out our site. We'll have a full recap, and I will make sure that Mitch Wolf, our our staff writer, will be doing a full scouting report so you know exactly what this four-star defensive back could bring to the Eagles. But first, he has to commit, and he's going to be recru- uh, committing on the 23rd. Now, let's look at the 2021 defensive end group. So, you have Marcus Valdez, Brandon Barlow, and Shatasala. Now, you don't have Max Roberts this year bit of an issue because he was probably the most explosive defensive end you had but you're bringing in talent and I think that's where uh you should get excited about where BC's defense is going so if you truly believe that Jeff Halfley is a developer of talent you have guys that have been here through Steve Adazio years and were recruited by Adazio but could be heading up you know, turning a corner under Halfley, and that's Valdez and, and Barlow. We saw what Halfley could do with Barlow last year, and I think with another year with both of them, they could take another step, and that's what you want to see. And Shatas Salah, I remember he had one big play, and I want to say it was against Louisville where he had the interception. Um, and, you know, you want to see him take another step up. But if you want to talk about the future of the program, look at the freshmen that are coming in, okay? You have Nito Ekpala, who I think... You talk about C.J. Burton and Bryce Steele as being exciting defensive players that are coming in. Nito Ekpala is one that no one's talking about, but could be the steal of this recruiting class, okay? You know, at a position that is a premium that Boston College needs talent at, he could be a guy that uh, he's not here as a gray shirt yet. He's going to come in during the summer. But he has that explosiveness that could be 
beneficial for Boston College this year. Like, think of what Roberts did, and maybe Akpala could do that this year. And now he's got a lot to learn. He's got to get himself into college shape and learn the playbook. So it might not be this year, but maybe he does. And he could be the third or fourth defensive end. That's a big addition for Boston College, right? And the other name that I, 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 I'm I really into the freshman that, that Halfley brought in is Donovan Azaraku. Now, he's already on the roster. He practiced with BC this spring. You know, he is uh, 6'2", 224, so he's a smaller um, defensive end. He's more of that defensive end outside linebacker hybrid, so a guy that could put his hand in the dirt, but a guy could also go back in as a stand-up linebacker. Um, he could he could get snaps as well. So it depends on how Halfley kind of wants to run the defensive line in 2021. But he's going to have options. It's just with this position, there's going to still be a ton of question marks. And there's no easy answer what, how they're going to play because they do need to improve. You can't have the defense go out there and allow 30 points and be a top 25 team or or to battle Clemson to win the Atlantic, which many, you know, as I said on the site earlier, Eric McLean has them as a, as a true team to watch in 2021. Now you can mask weaknesses on any at any point on the, uh, on either side of the ball, but you need to have guys that can consistently play. And I think BC has that there. And so here's where we're going to go to kind of wrap up our conversation on the defensive line. So as we're as we're doing each one, I'm going to give you a concern, a strength, and my projections for 2021. So we'll start with the good news. The, the strength of this defensive end position is veteran leadership. It's guys that know where what they're doing and can be what you know consistent on the field. These are guys that are not going to make a ton of mistakes. That they are you know seasoned. They've been there. They've learned the playbook. They're well respected. I mean Barlow and Valdez are both very respected, and it's not just because of you know what's between their ears. It's how they play on the field too. Um, so I I think as a strength. They're, they're solid, and that solidness and, and continuing to build on that if they build up themselves a little bit physically and, and, and you know, just, you know, with a little work with the coaching staff, just improve their technique maybe a little bit, they could be improved. So that's a strength for them. Concerns, there's no explosiveness there yet. And I haven't – and with everything, I don't want to say flat out that they're not going to be explosive, but – there, there. I, I have to see it. You got to show it to me, and I haven't seen it yet from this position group. Salah hasn't been the kind of game-changing defensive end. Valdez, I, I mean, as much as Pro Football Focus wants to make him that, I haven't seen that out of him yet either. And Barlow probably was the most out of the group last year. That's coming back. And freshman, I know I just mentioned Donovan Azaraku and Nito Akpala. You have to also say that, like, as as exciting as they can be. That, you know, as a school like Boston College, you have to remember that most recruits are developmental projects, that they're not going to go out there and be, you know, Harold Landry on week one. They need some time. So that's a concern. You know, there is no, you know, blue chipper out there. There's no, like, explosive defensive end that Boston College has. And that's a concern. And um, my prediction. So when I looked at the, the linebackers, I said that they could be, you know, explosive out there uh, any position that i look at on this team the defensive end is probably my biggest concern and i have to say and i hate saying this is going to be the achilles heel of this defense 
they need to have playmakers there. They need somebody that can do something that can change the complexion of a game because you can't just let, you know, offensive linemen pound around out there and and, and def, de, uh, really kind of plow ahead against a defensive line. Now, Halfley has said this is a group that has improved tremendously since last year. But again, I I have learned in my two couple years of covering coaches talking there's a lot of coach speak out there. I want to see it. Show it to me. I want to see this defensive line do it. And they could. There's They're a good group of guys. I think they could. I just need to see it. So that's my thoughts on that. Now, next week, I'm going to start off by looking at the defensive tackles. We'll look at, you know, Chris Banks and TJ Ram, Cam Horsley, Chibuzi Wuka. We'll see how they did it in 2020 and preview how they're going to go ahead in 2020. And just as a kind of recap... You know, if there's a big news item, I do these because we're kind of in the summer, you know, stride here where we're not into football season yet. And I kind of just want to talk about that. But, you know, if there's a big news item, we'll probably push these off a little bit. I'm going to kind of plug these in on days that there isn't a lot of news so that, um, you know, if there's a big item, say that BC gets a big recruit or, you know, there's a transfer or something. I'm going to dive into those. So, you know, just in case next episode doesn't talk about that, I'll let you know why. Okay. This is AJ Black. I hope you enjoyed this week's episodes. If you do, give us a five-star review. Make sure you go back and listen to all our previous episodes. We're in we're in off-season, as I just said. So you're going to get all evergreen stuff. This is not stuff that is going to um, be completely out of uh, left field at this point. So uh, I appreciate all of you who listen. And if you like it, make sure you tell your friends. And we'll see you all again for another show on Monday. Take care, everyone.